the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon, and welcome to the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Happy that you're with us after the um, Easter holiday, and uh, I trust it was well. Kath, how are you today? I'm well. It is the uh, Easter Monday edition of The Ride Home. Mm -hmm. Is there any um, spiritual significance to an Easter Monday? Is there such a thing? Uh, the the church season that we're now in is called Eastertide. Eastertide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is the reflecting and living in the resurrection. What's okay, better than that? Good. It's my very favorite season of the church calendar. Excellent. So I'm super very excited. Nice. How, was, uh, how was your Easter holiday? It was good. It was good. Unusual. Um, yeah. It was, well, it certainly wasn't normal, was it? <laughs> no, by any stretch of the imagination. No, there wasn't no, a whole no. lot normal happening. Uh, we, we addressed... Uh, we we did put on a relatively nice clothing. Nice. You had an Easter bonnet thing. Yeah, on. there was no Easter bonnet, but I did do the Easter baskets. Nice. Um, all that sort of thing. And in fact, in the five o'clock hour today, we're going to go to the phones. We're going to open up and we're going to talk to you guys, all of our listeners, about what was significant about your 2020 Easter celebration. Good. So it might be something you watched on television. It might be a Zoom call you had. It might have been some kind of FaceTime thing. I don't know if you right, all right. like, you know, got up early and did a sunrise service yourself, whatever it is, we want to hear from you. That'll come, that'll be coming up today at five 30, nice. but it was fun, John. Thanks Excellent. for asking. Yeah, okay. Pleasure. I got a question for you. Okay. Sure. Tell me about the communication patterns in your home right now. Okay. Well, How are you communicating? And then I want you to tell me if you think it's going well. All right. Uh, there are three of us currently in our house, just mm-hmm. three, my wife and I, and my uh, oldest son, youngest son is away with uh, living with family in Virginia. So really quite honestly, it's pretty relaxed around here. I mean, I know that, you know, if, if we had little kids or if we had people that were ill or elderly, we we're really just kind of like above the fray on that mm. uh, by the grace of God. So I'm very grateful for that. We're kind of ensconced here and it's been pretty easy. Okay. Uh, communication. We are all, I would say, um, uh, introverted, but having to force ourselves, you know, socially to be extroverted. So we do come together regularly, okay. we share meals with each other. Maybe we'll watch a little TV with each other, but for the most part, we're pretty happy to be separate. Okay. Here's my question. Additionally, mm. how do you communicate? As in, say your wife is in the basement and you're in the attic. I want to know how you're reaching out to her. <laughs> well, I know better. I, I, I think if you've been married long enough and you know the house that you're living in, I know better than to like, you know, yell out that, if I'm right. upstairs. That's not a good idea. No. Generally, I'll get no response. Right. Sometimes you'll get a little sharp retort 
saying to the effect, I can't hear you. You're right. muffled. Uh-huh. And please come see me if it's so important. Exactly. See, that's the thing. When you want something, there's a resistance on my part to actually walking down to find whoever I need to get the thing that I'm looking for. Right. I would rather yell to where they are and then have them come and meet my needs. Right. Now, as it's a not man- going well. No, it's not. No. But but I have weaned myself up because of what I'm afraid of is that, you know, I'll be the boy that cries wolf. That, you know, hey, look, I found a newspaper from 1968 and you've got to see it. <laughs> right. It doesn't mean cares. anything. No. As opposed to, I think I may have had a stroke. Please <laughs> save my life. Right? Yeah, it's it's good to keep some differentiation between those two. There's a little priority there is what yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I get it. So are okay. you yourself, are you, are you struggling in your home community? Well, no, I'm not struggling because I very quickly learned my lesson. Because <laughs> you're smart. That's why. An article today, though, John, in the Wall Street Journal made me think that there was an option I have not yet considered. Guess what's making a comeback? Tell me. Walkie-talkies. Oh, oh, yeah. Listen, they're selling out all over the place. Really? Uh-huh. Walkie-talkies yeah. as opposed to someone texting. Right. Or maybe it's just the fact that you're on the phone with work. And so you don't want your spouse or your child texting you. And so you say, look, you can't text me. I don't know how that, I don't know how the walkie talkie fits into it because I feel like if I was on a conference call with you guys and I turned my phone off and then my walkie talkie started squawking, I don't think that would be a step ahead. No, it would not. But be, listen, no. surveys show that people are getting into the walkie talkie, especially for kids people think are too young to have iPhones. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. So, I grew up in the era of a walkie-talkie as a technological marvel. Oh, my gosh. We would walk, when we had walkie-talkies as kids, we thought we were cutting edge. Mm-hmm. So when my kids were little, I went out of my way and bought them both, as little boys, walkie-talkies. It's fabulous. Now you can buy a walkie-talkie that is literally this big, smaller than your iPhone if you wanted to, and for fairly inexpensive, right? 25 right. bucks at the most, really? $25. Yeah. Okay. See, I've never had one in my whole life. Oh, they're cool. But after I read the Wall Street Journal article, I was thinking, mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a place for that. Right. Okay. So now that's the next big run at Amazon. Those poor yeah. guys are so, going to be delivering walkie-talkies right. all over America. Right, right. Would you consider this in your home, John? No. <laughs> no, no. I've learned my lesson. I, well, I you know, don't think that that would be received well either? No. Because again, it's in just one more thing that you got to deal with. Mm-hmm. Right. Another Don't layer. Hurt. I'm trying to simplify here, Kath. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike, what say you? A walkie-talkies? Oh, yeah, definitely. I love mm-hmm. me a walkie-talkie. Well, because you've got a boy, so yeah. I think you'd be a hero if you had a walkie-talkie. Oh, he'd like, love it. He's yeah. three. He, he would absolutely have a ball with it. And mm-hmm. Plus, plus, Mike, you've mentioned before how concerned you are, and I'm sure this is the case with every parent of every little kid, that they're getting too much screen time yes, now. Absolutely. But what are you supposed to do right. with them, especially. especially when the weather's junky outside like yeah. it is here in Pittsburgh? So maybe having a walkie-talkie would be a cool thing because it would – not at least include a screen? Well, the problem is once you give a kid a walkie-talkie, then you're at that kid's beck and call 24-7 because they'll be standing somewhere in the basement going, dad, 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 dad. (laughs) Mike, you're going to hate me. (laughs) What if I take a walkie-talkie over to Mike's house tonight? Give Mm -hmm. it to Dr. J. Yeah. It's like giving a kid a whistle. 
You don't want to do that, right? Yeah, okay, that's a good point. Right? All right. I don't know who I don't know who would destroy it faster, myself, my wife, or the mm-hmm. tenants above me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could. All right, fine. I was trying to come up with a good idea for you guys, <laughs> yeah, trying right. to help. Okay. <laughs> the walkie-talkie. Not to say we won't have fun with it, though. No, yeah. No. Okay. All right. Hey, we got a big show for a Monday. Yeah, we do. I'm excited about today's show. In the 5 o'clock hour, like I said, open phones at 5.30. What made your Easter 2020 significant? Now, this isn't something we normally talk about, but we feel like yesterday's Easter was weird Mm -hmm. and in some ways wonderful, in some ways terrible. So we'll talk about that. But before that, Greg Clugston next from the White House. 101.5 WORD. So, yeah, things are a little weird right now. So at Word FM, we offer a little bit of normalcy to your life. Inspiration will not be canceled. Conversations will not be canceled. The good news of Jesus will not be canceled. Hope will not be canceled. Use your smart speaker to stay connected. That's a smart choice. 101.5 WORD. Always open for encouragement. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to GHLF.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit GHLF.org today. Staying home? Perfect. Because Omaha Steaks Stock-Up Sale offers fresh, all-American flavors safely to your door. Skip the long lines and feed your family the finest steaks, burgers, poultry, and pork. Even easy-to-make meals, desserts, and more. Visit OmahaSteaks.com and type package in the search bar. You'll save 50% or more on freezer-filling assortments, plus orders over $69 ship free. Omaha Steaks Stock-Up Sale. Perfectly hearty, healthy, right at home. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword package, for free shipping on orders over $69. With all that is going on today regarding the coronavirus, City Mission needs you now more than ever. City Mission has taken precautions to protect its vulnerable resident population. You can help. Any donations you believe will help during this time are greatly appreciated to continue to serve both City Mission residents and our community and keep City Mission doors open. For all the details, please visit citymission.org and please join City Mission in prayer to get through these challenging times. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company helps you customize your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Unlike things you paid for you didn't need, like that much-needed 125-inch flat-screen TV. It's hurting my eyes. A lot. For your 100-square-foot bedroom. My neck isn't so much stiff as it's completely stuck. With Liberty Mutual, get customized home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Uh Uh-oh, I'm seeing color splotches. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. He learned to pitch in your backyard. Now his team's coming over to celebrate their high school championship. So you need to patch those bare spots fast. Pennington One Step Complete has a revolutionary formula that repairs bare spots in only two weeks or less. Pennington's been trusted since 1945, and now it works even faster. One Step Complete from Pennington. Honest Green. Get your lawn ready for any occasion. Head to your local retailer to pick up One Step Complete. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston joins us as the first guest of the week, and today is no exception. Greg, uh, happy post-Easter Monday to you. How are things with you? 
And same to you, John. I'm doing well. Great to be here. Thanks for the invitation to be back. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Greg. Nice to hear from you. Happy post-Easter. Let's get right to it. Is the president going to fire Fauci? The answer is no. <laughs> now, the, the reason why Good you're news, asking the question, Greg. I'm sure. Good news. Yeah. So just to back up just a moment. So the people were wondering why the president retweeted um, a post yesterday from someone who had the hashtag fire Fauci. And so that led people to think, okay, uh, you know, Trump doesn't want, he doesn't want Fauci getting all of the, you know, the claim and the credit and, or, or even some, um, some allies of the president thought that maybe Fauci was uh, endorsing and embracing restrictions that were too tight and were hurting the economy too much. But today the White House put out a statement from the deputy press secretary, Hogan Gidley, and said that the chatter is ridiculous that the president has no plans to fire Anthony Fauci. Fabulous. Very, very good news. Thank goodness. And it's, it's interesting, too, because Fauci, you know, his, his approval ratings, um, they're higher than yes. the president, the vice president, Congress. Uh, he's sky high right now. Yes. Yeah. I think when it's all said and done, the, uh, the Medal of Honor should be given to Dr. Fauci for his uh, stewardship through this crisis. Well, and people, you know, John, they they like his candor, you know, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a New Yorker. He talks like a New Yorker, but he, he's, he's to the point, and he doesn't sound like a politician because he's right. not a politician. He's a scientist, and uh, I think that's why he's endearing to a lot of people. Outstanding. So, Greg, um, I'm reading before you join us on air. Of course, the things are always fast-breaking that um, the governor of New York State uh, has said, perhaps the worst is over. We should keep on doing what we've been doing. And along with that, governors, it looked like from East and West, have been meeting on conference calls, talks of when and how do you reopen. And at the same time, the president has said, this is not the governor's call about reopening. This will be my call when that happens. Yeah, so that's all brewing right now, as you laid out there. And what you have, as even as an example of a uh, more specific example of what the governors are doing, New York's governor, Cuomo, um, he has been um, on the phone and getting together with his colleagues in northeastern states in the United States, in that block in the northeast. And they're going to be discussing as a region how they are going to be moving forward on relaxing you know, social distancing and restrictions and, and, and the like. What's really interesting is the president got on Twitter this morning and basically said, I'm the decider. He said, I'm the one who's going to make the decision as the president of the United States. I'll do it in conjunction with governors. But he was making clear that he has the authority and not the, and not the governors of the states, which is, which is noteworthy because over the last few weeks, the president has been asked, about stepping in, intervening, and essentially whether he should force states, a handful of them, that have not put any social distancing guidelines in place. Mm -hmm. And they've asked the president, reporters have asked the president if he should step in and force the states to do that. And he said, no, it's a local issue. I want the state governors to, to make the call, and I support their decisions, no matter what those decisions are. But now he's saying that it's not going to be the governor's decisions on, on opening the economy. It's going to be his. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and, uh, you know, whether or not there's going to be cooperation or not from the, from the governors themselves. Greg, is there any way to assess how effective the communication has been between state and federal governments during this time? 
Well, yeah, it's it, it's hard to know what the yeah. best way to to measure that is. Uh, for example, we have there have been some leaks of conversations and audio of some of these conference calls that the coronavirus task force at the White House has held with governors. And there's been, from some of those meetings that we've learned about more specifically, there's been a little bit of a different storyline that unfolds in listening to those conference calls than what the president will say later at a briefing at the White House, where he says it's been, you know, almost across the board, you know, praise from the governors for the federal government's response. But in those calls, governors while they have they have been very thankful for the federal government's role and what the president has done on a lot of issues there still are some very real concerns about equipment and supplies and how fast the tests have been able to get deployed so um, it probably depends Kathy on who you who you talk to in this case at least right now because there have been a, a lot of conversations um, and a lot of crosstalk between the governors and, and the federal government. Obviously, governors don't want to anger the president and the White House because they have a lot of asks in the pipeline in terms of those supplies and that much-needed medical equipment. I see. Greg Clugston is with us. Greg is the SRN News White House correspondent, Salem Radio Network. Uh, Greg, talk about what's happening um, just as far as from your perception of the uh, the virus bloom in Washington, D.C. Now, of course, we've been following New York City and the West Coast in California. Here in Pittsburgh, they're saying, well, you know, it's upon us. Uh, it may stay with us in full force for the next couple of weeks. I'm wondering how things are in the nation's capital and in northern Virginia. Right. Um, and, and Maryland, too, there was there was concern that there was going to be, and there, I guess there is still a concern that there could be a surge in the Baltimore to Washington corridor. Okay. Both of these cities are, are very close to each other, and Baltimore was seen as a potential hotspot. It obviously is the largest city in Maryland. It's less than an hour's drive to downtown D.C. Um, and so you've got uh, the governor of Maryland, uh, who is a Republican, um, Hogan. He is also the chairman of the National Governors Association, and he's, he's been a very high-profile governor along with um, a couple of others uh, during this entire crisis. And he, he was early in taking some steps in terms of pl- putting restrictions in place and, and seeing the potential of, of uh, what could happen with this. Uh, for example, um, in Montgomery County, which is an, uh, an, one of the neighboring Maryland counties to the District of Columbia, starting today, if you're out uh, shopping in a grocery store or any other retail store that is still open, you're required to wear a mask now. That's also mm-hmm. a requirement in D.C., but it is not yet a requirement in Virginia. So that just gives you a flavor of what different governors and different jurisdictions jurisdictions have been doing so far with these kinds of uh, safety precautions. See. So Greg, just personally, as you travel personally, are you driving in an automobile or are you on the subway? I've done both. I, I have tried to limit my subway riding, although when I have, I've had gloves and a mask. Um, and I've, I've been doing um, for driving when I've had to go in and on days when I've been able to file my stories 
from home right here in the greater Washington area. So it's been a combination of all of those. It's our weekly conversation with Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, let's switch our attention to the election that's going to come up, whether we all are ready for it or not. Uh, It looks today as if, uh, in fact, just before we went to air, that Bernie Sanders has endorsed Joe Biden for president. Now, I don't know who else he's going to endorse, but I was still a little surprised it came out. Yeah, it, it's maybe not as much a surprise that, that Sanders uh, did the endorsement. The question is, what are the supporters of Bernie Sanders going to do? That's long been a question, uh, because they tend to be more liberal and more progressive on a lot of the policies um, that the traditional Democrats have been in favor of. And, uh, you know, they, they haven't been excited about someone like Joe Biden or someone that they view as an establishment candidate. So... Obviously, Biden and his team thrilled to get the official endorsement from Sanders today. Uh, yeah, you're right, Kathy. I mean, he doesn't really have anybody else. I mean, obviously, uh, he, the number one thing that brings Biden and Sanders together is a desire to defeat Donald Trump in November. And so they're hoping that that alone, if not you know, other ideas and policies, can bring enough people along to, to accomplish that goal. But that, that was... Uh, it did happen pretty quickly, you're right, uh, because it was just last week that Bernie Sanders suspended his campaign, and uh, less than a week later, here you have the endorsement. So Biden is, is off and running. And then, of course, there's, uh, when you talk about the election, there's a lot of discussion, and there's going to continue to be, about, about mail-in voting. There are a handful of states that do allow mail-in voting for all elections at all levels, including the federal elections. But it's certainly not a one-size-fits-all policy for the country. Most of the country can't do mail-in in, in balloting. And so there's a real concern from a health standpoint, but then also from a logistics standpoint. How do you uh, get something up and running if you're going to between now and November in all of those other states? The president doesn't think it's a good idea. He claims that mail-in voting and mail-in ballots uh, present a fraud or a potential fraud problem. Um, but there are members of the Republican Party, too, that uh, think it's a good idea for mail-in voting. So that's something to watch here in the next few weeks and the next few months. I see. I mean, of all the oddities of what's happening uh, in this election cycle, it's so crazy that, you know, it's it's the second story of the news cycle. Because in regular times, the election and the ma- the machinations of Washington, D.C., that would be front and center in everyone's name. But now it's not so, I mean, it's important, but it's not the lead story. No, absolutely. And you have, you know, the political campaigns of not just Joe Biden, but also the president. Uh, He's not out doing his rallies like he's typically been doing. And uh, the the campaign, even though there was movement today with the Sanders endorsement for Biden, uh, there really hasn't been a lot. There still are online appeals um, and fundraising that's that's going on, and, and they're making appearances online, and Biden's doing interviews and that sort of thing. But the the traditional you know the traditional campaigning and stumping for, for votes that we typically see at this time of the election cycle is simply not happening and of course a lot of states have been postponing their primaries if they haven't held them yet because of the coronavirus outbreak so it's it's very strange and you had the democratic party last week announce that they were going to postpone uh, by 5 weeks their convention in Milwaukee, moving it from the middle of July to the middle of August, hoping that would give them some more time. But there's still no guarantee that uh, you can have large gatherings even by August. That, that's something we have to wait and see. Sure. 
Greg Clugston with us from Inside the Beltway, SRN News White House correspondent. Last question for you today, Greg. We want to hear about your Easter. At the end of the show, we're going to open up our phone lines to hear from our listeners about how, I don't know, wonderful, weird, odd this Easter was. Uh, Your experience. Can you share something with us? Yeah, I'll start with a work-related comment. I was uh, scheduled for uh, pool duty at the White House. I was the designated radio network pool reporter to show up at the White House yesterday. They gave us uh, an announced time of showing up at 2 in the afternoon, which meant there were going to be no White House events in the morning, which which was good from a personal standpoint because I was able to share our Easter uh, service with my family here at home watching our church service online. Um, And then, uh, as I was about to head into D.C., uh, the White House said, you know what, there are going to be no events today. We got an email alert that uh, uh, we call it a lid for the day, meaning no more presidential activity. So I didn't have to end up going uh, to the White House yesterday for Easter Sunday work. Um, So it was nice just to be at home with the family. And you're right in describing, um, like a lot of people have, uh, it's just very odd um, even after a few weeks of watching services online for a lot of people, it's still odd that you can't gather in person together on Easter Sunday, which is, of course, such a special day on the Christian calendar. But it was still nice to have that connection electronically with uh, the members of our church, and um, I'm sure you guys had something similar along those lines. Yes, we did, yeah, and grateful to do so. Well, Greg, uh, thanks so much. As always, we appreciate your presence here. Uh, stay strong, be healthy. We hope, uh, God willing, we'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you much. Have a great week. You as well. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. Information about SRN News at wordfm.com. Back in a few minutes. So I don't know if you saw this, but there was just this big study about anxiety among us. Really interesting in this study about what can keep us up at night. One of the top stressors out of all the things to worry about is paying for health care. A huge majority of us say we're worried about that. It's totally understandable, but there's an affordable alternative to health insurance. It's MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, and it has worked beautifully for more than 25 years. And not only do people save lots of money, they get access to a huge network of doctors. They get to take advantage of 24-7 live access online where they can talk to a doctor and even get prescriptions. And of course, there is the savings. With MediShare, the typical family saves $500 a month. That can help you sleep easier, too. There's a lot to love about it. No wonder it's grown so much. Here is the number to find out more. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money, but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, Calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are. 
with OurOldNumber.com. Visit OurOldNumber.com to learn more and get started today. OurOldNumber.com. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects, you get the point. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight, breezy, otherwise mainly clear, low 32. Some sunshine tomorrow, followed by clouds, high 47. Wednesday, turning out mostly cloudy with a spotty shower, high 48. Thursday, cloudy, high 47. Friday, cloudy and cold with a little rain. The high Friday, 48. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Hey, thanks for being with us for the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Over these last several weeks, have uh, as things have become increasingly difficult and complicated, Kath and I have made it a regular feature of our daily show to read Scripture publicly on air. We know that a lot of you have done this. It's uh, really great for the soul to hear God's Word, to absorb it, and then to put it out into the open, whether it's just for yourself or for your family, people around you, wherever you may be. So we're committed to this, and... Um, we hope that you would do so as well at some point throughout your day, throughout your worship uh, times. It's just a really wonderful thing. And today, we're going to continue on by reading not the Psalms, which is what we've been doing, but today we're going to read 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 8, and then 50 to 58. Kath? I think it's a great reflection of the uh, resurrection that we celebrated yesterday, John. Here's how it begins. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, appeared to me, Paul, also, as to one abnormally born. Moving on to verse 50. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. 
For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the imperishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Fabulous. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 8, 50 through 58. Again, just an encouragement. Read scripture daily Mm -hmm. and more so, read it out loud. We're going to step away. How about this? Jonas Salk, Thomas Starzl, the University of Pittsburgh. Big news coming up about the coronavirus. Stay with us. Selena Zito is with us in just a few minutes. We'll talk about uh, perhaps a cure in the pipeline. Started here locally. 101.5 WORD gives you the chance to show an act of kindness that could pay off for you, too. Just a little more kindness. Enter the Kindness Challenge for the chance to win $5,000 for you and $5,000 for a worthy organization. Just a lot more kindness, I think. Enter once each day through the end of April. Get bonus entries for completing individual acts of kindness, plus lots of other ways to increase your chances of winning. Be kind to others and to yourself. Be a little more kind to each other. Enter the Kindness Challenge now at wordfm.com slash kindness. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Fears Nachiwadi with Principal Office in Dallas, Texas is responsible for the content in this ad. Attention women, if you or a loved one used talcum powder for at least four years and were then diagnosed with advanced stages of ovarian cancer or metastatic ovarian cancer before the age of 75, listen closely. You may be entitled to substantial compensation. Call 800-991-4422. Time is limited to file a claim and we'll have to pull your medical records. You must have been diagnosed with ovarian cancer within the last 10 years. You need an attorney on your side fighting for your rights. Call 800-991-4422. One of the leading manufacturers of talcum powder has been ordered to pay millions of dollars in claims to the families of women who died of ovarian cancer. If you or a loved one used talcum powder for at least four years and were diagnosed with advanced stages of ovarian cancer or metastatic ovarian cancer that moved to other organs within the last 10 years, don't wait. Call 800-991-4422. That number again, 800-991-4422. Call 800-991-4422. Call right now. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gokehe inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel. December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. 
That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. Spending more time inside? J&E Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&E has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit jdwaterproofing.com. We're so fortunate here. The University of Pittsburgh has such a fine and distinguished lineage of people in labs who have made a difference to literally the world. We think back on Jonas Salk and the polio vaccine. We think of Dr. Thomas Starzl, who did the first liver transplant at Pitt in 1981. And so when news came early last week that there was a virus, that there was a vaccine for the virus that was in development at the University of Pittsburgh, well, I think the entire world had a glimmer of hope. So to talk about it, we've invited Selena Zito back on the program. Selena's author of The Great Revolt Inside the Populist Coalition reshaping American politics. Celine is a writer for the Washington Examiner and the New York Post. She previously wrote for the Atlantic and spent 11 years covering national politics in Pittsburgh here at the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. Selena, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure, Selena. So Selena, you wrote a piece in the Wall Street Journal. They developed their coronavirus vaccine in Salk Shadow, and you're talking about two local doctors, Dr. Louis Falo and Dr. Andrea Gambato. These two doctors have been working for the past several years to develop something, and it just so happens that this is sort of like the exact mix of what's needed at the moment. Right. So um, Dr. Gambato had been working on a vaccine uh, for the SARS and the Mar- MERS coronavirus. Uh, but the funding for that, and, 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 you know, and they had gotten through testing, you know, and got it through, you know, a, a, a whole array of um, uh, levels of, uh, of testing. Uh, but then the funding dried up because SARS sort of disappeared. Uh, but the, the vaccine doesn't go away, right? They still had all, all, all the components of it. And in January, when they saw what the Corona-19 virus was, they're like, wait a minute, we, we have this. Um, and Dr. Fallow had been working um, on a way to it, distribute it. And what do I mean by distribute it? Well, it's a, you don't take it in, in a sugar cube if you're a certain age. That's how you took the polio vaccine as a, as a right, kid right. like me. Sure. Um, or, or it was like a prick. Or um, and some vaccines are done with a needle. This is essentially like a little band aid that has 400 um, tiny little needles on it that's just placed on the skin, and your skin um, um, absorbs it. There's no pinch and there's no hurt. That's the great thing. The even really better thing is is that you don't need to refrigerate it, and it's mm. the size of a band aid. So you know, millions and millions and millions of these can be stored quickly and easily, easily as well as produced easily. Um, so that not only would distribution in this country um, uh, be done efficiently and um, and and easily, but the same for third world countries where you know it has to travel oceans and sure. you know overland and far off places. 
Selena, talk to us about the men. These two physicians, what are they like? Where are they from? What were your impressions? They're awesome. <laughs> they're, they're very, very, they, they're, they're really outside the mold of like you know, serious scientists. Not that they're not serious scientists, right? But, you know, like serious and sort of lacking in personality um, because they're so serious. Um, these guys were like, you know, very gregarious and funny and, um, you know, larger than life. Fallow grew up here. He grew up in uh, Greensburg, went to Greensburg Central, uh, went to Pitt, then went off to Harvard. I mean, went to Pitt for his undergrad and then off to Harvard um, uh, for medicine. But he always wanted to come back to Pittsburgh. And he still has that sort of Pittsburgh, Western Pennsylvania twang to his voice. Nice. Dr. Gambato came here for his residency 25 years ago, and he was only supposed to spend six months. Well, 25 years ago, he's still here, um, and he loves Pittsburgh. He loves Pittsburgh so much. If anyone uh, listening is familiar with the Strip District, which is like everybody, um, yeah. and they've ever had coffee at La Prima um, on 21st and Penn, well, that's where he got married. That's how sort of ingrained he became in the community. They're both very much yinzers. Now, Selena, I've spent a lot of time at La Prima. I've never seen a wedding there. (laughs) Oh, I have. I'm in the middle of interviewing him, and I'm like, wait, I know you. I was at your wedding. (laughs) What? (laughs) Were you really there at his wedding? Yeah. 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 What? I mean, I pretty much half live at La Prima Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's cool. So, wait, Selena. So then are you saying that a cure for the coronavirus has essentially has been found? It just has to go through testing and then down the road, six months, a year or so, this will go into production? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so th- they, had, they had the testing up and running within seven days. Wow. Uh, for the for this, which is like miraculous, but then again, let's go back to the fact that they essentially had all the components ready for this. Um, they've been now been testing it for eight weeks. It's now in the FDA's hand, and uh, I, I think without them saying this, you got the feeling from from Pitt that there is hope that you know as long as it's proved safe, that this can be fast tracked. Holy smokes. I mean, talk about lightning in a bottle because these two doctors had already been working on it. The the formula was already in place seven days after the fact. They're good to go. I mean, I wonder, I mean, would it be six months? I mean, that's extremely fast, but we're in a, nat- a, a worldwide crisis. So uh, unusual times would require some unusual action. Right. And, you know, I mean, I think sometimes we forget how instrumental Pitt has been in overall medicine all over the world from the Salk vaccine, um, which literally changed parents and children's lives overnight in the 50s. You know, people were terrified to even go out with these children, pull, um, uh, go out with their children, go to swimming pools, anything like that, because um, the polio um, was just crippling and devastating to young children. Um, even even FDR had it, and um, Mitch McConnell, the, the uh, majority uh, Senate uh, leader, had uh, polio. Um, so you know, and then you think about Starzl and what he did with the liver transplants here, and the perfecting the anti-rejection medicine and making it so much easier and safer for um, anyone to have a to have a transplant. Right. 
Selena Zito's with us. Her her book, uh, The Great Revolt, Inside the Populist Coalition, Reshaping American Politics, and the person who's hanging out at La Prima waiting for a wedding <laughs> to break out. Uh, <laughs> Selena, now with there the are table. other vaccines that are also in the testing phase now from other places. Am I right about that? Uh, you are right about that, but my expertise only lies in the pit one because, you know, hail the pit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. All right, Selena, talk about, uh, you know, everyone is is desperate for there to be a vaccine that's available, but we know from all of the discussion about the safety of vaccines in general that this is not, that's something we want to fast track, but something we shouldn't fast track. Right. You know, we're walking, we're going to be walking a fine line here because yeah. we're desperate to understand and to have something in place that that fixes and or cures this uh, pandemic. And, you know, part of our culture is uh, we want something, so we get an app, we, 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 we uh, you know, press a couple buttons and we pull up to a drive-thru or we wait at our front door and we get what we want. So there is that sort of mentality about um, American consumers um, but with medicine, we obviously have to be safer and um, we have to make sure that it goes through a, a rigorous testing. But the fact that this has already been partially tested um, for SARS and then uh, in 2003 and MERS in 2014, it is ahead of the curve beyond other vaccines that have been um, um, uh, come out of different labs across the country. I see. Well, fabulous. So we hope that somewhere in the near future, whether it's a few months or a little further down the line, that we can all twirl a um, a terrible towel for Dr. Falo and Dr. Gambato. Uh, they would be like, you know, the Prince of Yinzers here in Western Pennsylvania. I think it would be, I think it'd be, he'd be more like a pit sweatshirt, John. A what? Pits? A pit I, guess so. I guess it would be, right? Yeah. Hey, Selena, before you leave us, talk to us about uh, your unusual uh, Easter yesterday. Everybody was doing something out of the norm. What'd you do with your family? Nothing. <laughs> um, it, you know, I mean, my parents um, are in their 80s, so, you know, I'm not going to go visit them. And uh, no. my, my daughter has, has young children. Uh, but my parents did go and drive around different parts of Allegheny County to see their great-grandchildren and just do a nice. drive-by viewing. And um, they surprised me and pulled up in my driveway. And so I got to wait to my parents. But uh, that and I watched uh, Mass on on television but you know it's not the same but not much else i mean i think you know you're in the same boat as everybody yeah uh, that's why there's it's a great equalizer it surely is Mm -hmm. yeah well selena thanks a lot i mean we always appreciate you coming on here and uh giving us updates about what's happening in and around western pennsylvania and the world as well so uh, be safe be strong out there huh oh anytime anybody wants to follow along of the stories I write, you can just go to SelenaZero.com and you can see all the things that I've been reporting from all over the uh, states around us uh, during the pandemic. There's some really cool stories like the drive-in theater that was turned into a church um, and what they're doing at homeless shelters. It's it's really been a um, powerful uh, lesson in humanity in, in reporting and covering this. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, we certainly appreciate your reporting. Thank you so much. Have a great day. 
you as well. Celine Zito, her latest book is called The Great Revolt. And you just heard, mm-hmm. if you want to follow along, selinazito.com. She reports and writes on a regular basis. Uh, highly recommended, selinazito.com. Take a break, come back. Um, speaking of local stories, law enforcement uh, has been felled by the coronavirus as well. We're going to talk about the police chief from Ambridge, Pennsylvania. That's up next. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. We're streaming live on Facebook. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Maybe it's not occasional constipation. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. You may be able to talk to a doctor online. Visit linzess.com, sponsored by Allergan and Ironwood. When you've got water, fire, or smoke damage, there's no debate. You have to vote yellow. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our team is ready to help 24 hours a day. The man, the yellow man. Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage. The man, the yellow man, Service Master. Over these many months, you've heard Kath and I sing the praises of Grove City College. We do so because both Kathy and I have children attending Grove City. We write the checks. We're part of the community. We know firsthand about the excellence of Grove City. I do believe that the education there is excellent. And the uh, interactions I've had with professors, with university administration, and just the experience of my kid. I mean, it's just been wonderful for our family to see her develop in a place that's committed not just to her education, but also to cultivating her calling in life. She feels like she's getting an individual approach while at the same time being a part of a great university environment. And that's it. You've seen your child develop. They walk in as a young freshman. Four years later, they're going to come out as a fully formed functioning adult with a really strong theological background great friends that last a lifetime. To me, that's the essence of what a quality education is when your child goes to college. So if you're thinking about college for your child, we'd highly recommend you make a visit to Grove City College. It's a beautiful old campus Mm -hmm. surrounded by so many wonderful things. Make sure that your child puts that on their list as they go about looking at higher education. Grove City College. Look at it online at gcc.edu. Stop by for a visit and say, hey, John and Kathy sent me. That's Grove City College. It would interesting to uh, hear Selena Zito in our last segment talk about what you do yesterday. What was her one-word answer? Nothing. Nothing. And I, I think that's probably a lot of people that the, the day kind of went by Maybe you woke up and sat down and uh, watched your church live stream. But for a lot of people, especially people who were alone, right, you're quarantined by yourself. Um, 
you know, look, what did Mike have? What'd you say you had for dinner, Mike, for your uh, for your Easter dinner? An egg salad sandwich. <laughs> I mean, it's not tradition. It's I'll not say tradition. That. No, it's not no. tradition. No, I mean, mm-hmm. okay, we had meatloaf. Okay, also yeah. not tradition. No, it's not. It we had fish and meatloaf. we had fish and chips, definitely. <laughs> Not so Arthur Treacher's. Remember Arthur Treacher's? Is I do Arthur? remember Arthur Treacher's. Yeah. Whatever happened to Arthur? He went out of business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, I I thought it was a really meaningful Easter, though. I, I did too. I'm more glad you said that. Yeah, more meaningful than any that I can think of right now. I agree, Kath. Yeah. I think by nature, you and I tend to be sort of solitary people. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I, I loved Good Friday. Of course, we did a we did a special Good Friday show. But I was able to listen to music and mm-hmm. to read and to really sort of just kind of soak up what was happening. And I, yeah. I loved it so much. And, you know, even following along on Saturday, uh, you know, my wife grew up in a tradition where Holy Saturday was really nothing. They, they were like, what does that really mean? And so we talked about that and, and engaged in deeper prayer and conversation mm-hmm. about Saturday. And, of course, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Yeah I, yeah. I love, I love Easter morning. Yeah. And as strange as it was to watch your church live stream at the same time, right. Didn't you feel a sense of community? I, loved, I did. And I, and I felt like more than ever, I focused on the fact that if the resurrection isn't true, what are we all doing? <laughs> right. I mean, we have to come to grips with the fact that we believe that there was a man who was dead and then he wasn't Yes, just like it, he said would happen. Uh, and if that isn't true, if that historical fact is not true, then everything we believe is stupid. doesn't mean anything. But if it is true, and it's if ev- that is what happened, then everything in creation has changed. And I'm that's what that. we celebrate on Easter. Yeah, That's what we I celebrate agree. on Easter. Yeah. Um, John, sad, so sad news uh, has come to the Pittsburgh area. The loss of two men who served their communities well and for a long time, both, it's just... It really breaks my heart. Uh, chief Mark Remutis, the Ambridge Interim Police Chief, he died of complications of COVID-19 just yesterday. Uh, I'm reading according to a joint statement issued Monday by Ambridge Mayor David Drunowski and members of the Borough Council. So our heartfelt uh, prayers and sympathies go out to his family and uh, all of his friends. And also Aliquippa Police Chief Rob Seelock died Saturday after he suffered a medical emergency while on duty a few weeks ago. He'd spent the last few weeks in ICU and uh, passed away on Saturday. So again, we're so sorry um, mm-hmm. for all people who are suffering, for all people who are afraid, for all people who are mourning uh, the loss of loved ones or concerned about loved ones. Our hearts go out to you. No doubt. I mean, the thing about this is it, it's a great equalizer, isn't it? I mean, yep. early on we heard, oh, well, people with, you know, compromised systems or fragile people, old people. When you hear stories now of, you know, 20-somethings, right. 30-somethings, right. uh, the death is coming for, and, for yeah. you know, all of us. And it feels as though it's this pandemic is real. And yes. after all this time of is it naysayers, you know, um, some sort of hoax or whatnot. It is real, and the death is upon us all. Yeah. Isn't it funny how we hear about the number of deaths in Italy, but it doesn't seem real because it's Italy and not here? I'm not sure what kind of proof we need to take this really seriously and to believe that the authorities are telling us the truth. I mean, 
this is what it is. This is why we're all inside. This is why we can look with confidence at our government. I know that we don't trust government a lot of the time. I know I'm talking to a lot of people who say that government is bad and, you know, they don't care about us. Look, I got to disagree with you this time. I feel like, you know, the preamble to the Constitution says, you know what it's what the government is supposed to do? It's supposed to provide for the common defense. And if there's anything we need to be defended from at this time, it's a virus like this. <laughs> You've got that right. And all the naysayers of, oh, the you know, we were too late to this. The president messed this up or whatnot. It doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean I mean, anything. There's plenty of time for that later right. on. If you if you're one of those kind of people who likes to engage in that sort of thing of sure. pointing your finger and wagging at people, we're in a battle here for yeah. our lives, for the very nature of the world, let alone for the United States of America. Exactly. So, God bless us all. I would say the greatest the greatest strength is for all of us together to keep our prayer life strong yes. and active. Yeah. Continue to pray about this. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a break. Uh, We'll do a little news and uh, weather update. We've got much more ahead during the 5 o'clock hour and your phone calls as well. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Storms that killed at least 30 people in the southeast. Filing fresh misery atop a pandemic have spread across the eastern U.S., leaving more than one million homes and businesses without power amid floods and mudslides. Eleven of the dead in Mississippi, nine killed in South Carolina. Governor Andrew Cuomo says New York's death toll from coronavirus has topped 10,000, with hospitals still seeing 2,000 new patients a day. Bernie Sanders has endorsed Joe Biden's presidential candidacy. The two former rivals made a joint online appearance. Sanders asking all Americans to come together to support Biden's candidacy. Stocks are closing mixed as investors brace for what sure is to be widespread damage to company earnings reports. The Dow lost 328 points today. The Nasdaq gained 38. This is SRN News. Wow, how the world has changed in just a few short weeks. If there is one thing COVID-19 has taught us, is good hygiene. Wash your hands more often and wipe down frequently touched surfaces. Unfortunately, we also face another problem that has been around us since, well, time itself. Rodents. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. Rodents usually carry diseases with them we do not want around us. Treating the problem the old-fashioned way with baits and traps only causes the problem to continue. Baits invite rodents in when you really should be trying to keep them out. So how do we keep them out? With Plug-In Pest Free, an electromagnetic device that utilizes the electrical wiring in your home to set up a no-go zone. Now that's fair dinkum. Look us up today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com. Promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our commercials. You may have seen one there on TV occasionally. And speaking of motorcycle insurance rates, did you know that our basic motorcycle policies start at just $75 a year? And speaking of speaking of insurance, I just love... And this is how that same commercial sounds on your motorcycle. 
Yeah, everything's better on a bike. Progressive keeps you on yours. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing. And Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. With all that is going on today regarding the coronavirus, City Mission needs you now more than ever. City Mission has taken precautions to protect its vulnerable resident population. You can help. Any donations you believe will help during this time are greatly appreciated to continue to serve both City Mission residents and our community and keep City Mission doors open. For all the details, please visit citymission.org and please join City Mission in prayer to get through these challenging times. For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique, but you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at ccaschool.com. Tonight, breezy, otherwise mainly clear, low 32. Some sunshine tomorrow, followed by clouds, high 47. Wednesday, turning out mostly cloudy with a spotty shower, high 48. Thursday, cloudy, high 47. Friday, cloudy and cold with a little rain. The high Friday, 48. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour of the Monday edition of The uh, Ride Home. Kath, not too much going on in the world, is there? A couple things here and there, John. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is our one-week anniversary we've been broadcasting. Is it? <laughs> from our spare rooms. I didn't realize that. <laughs> so kudos to you, Kat. Well, you I had one day in the middle. Remember where I had no power? Mm. So it's not really my one-week oh, anniversary, your, uh, right? Okay, all right, yeah. I had to move my entire mobile broadcast setup to another location. That's okay. You're doing your best for the cause, right? We can do I'm this. I'm trying, John. I'm trying. Okay, so... um. How about, have you been out? No, I know that you were uh, doing a little shopping over the weekend. I went to the strip on Saturday. So I, okay. So I think about this. I think anybody who's out and about, you think about um, your, your etiquette. I know. What is right and good and proper to do as you, you know, engage yourself with the worldwide pandemic. How are you to act? Mm Mm-hmm. So I saw this piece on the Social Distancer's Guide to Urban Etiquette and Ethics. It's from a a website called citylab.com. Now, they start out with this scenario. Say you're somewhere, you're walking down the street, someone comes towards you, and holy smokes, their hat flies off, and it lands in front of you. You pick it up. Pick it up, right? Do Do you pick it up? 
That's your first instinct, of course, because 99.99 million times that, you know, that something like that has fallen, you bend down to help somebody out. Do you, though, this time? Because as you're bending down, all of a sudden your mind explodes and you go, oh, wait a second. That thing is filthy with coronavirus. If I touch that. or Or I'm filthy with coronavirus. Right. So what do you do? Well, is there a right answer to this question? Well, the right answer is to use some common sense. And the common sense thing is because it's not your hat, unless the person is ancient and infirm and cannot bend down for themselves, then you should let the person who dropped the hat pick up the hat, much as though you don't want to be, you know, a goofball, right? You want to also stay clean and healthy for your sake and your family's sake. That's just rule number one. Protect okay. yourself. You know what I think would be a better option? What's that? Saying out loud, I wish I could pick this up. I want to pick this up for you, but I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't. I think that would be a nicer approach than right. just like not touching it. Yeah, I guess so. But by saying that, then you are putting the other person at risk because you're opening your mouth and having a conversation with someone who's in close quarters. So your own personal droplets may be shedding onto the hat and to the person you're standing within six feet of. Well, Okay. okay. So hopefully I'd be still maintaining social distance and I'm wearing the mask your wife made for me. I I don't know what else to do. Okay. So here's the thing. I don't want our need for, uh, for security and cleanliness and hygiene, which are all very important to trump our character qualities of friendliness kindness and gentleness right. that we could show to one another. Of course. I mean, you I mean, know, they're not saying, you know, step over someone. <laughs> I mean, if they were, you know, stri- <laughs> they were stricken. Well, no, it sounded cold no, to me. It's not that cold. It's someone's hat. Okay. okay. So someone. It's you know, very cold outside yeah. right now. For all we know, it could be like, you know, a Patriot's hat. If that's the case, then you <laughs> okay. kick the thing it's down a Patriot's the Patriot's hat, step on it. <laughs> Amen. Exactly. Okay. So in this piece about ethics and accountability, Someone here, uh, a woman by the name of Lisa Mann, who is an engineering professor at uh, Virginia Tech, she says this. Here's her strategy. This is good. When I go out now, I imagine that everyone is smoking, and I pick my path to get the least exposure to the secondhand smoke. I think that's pretty good. Okay. Right? So you're kind of winding your way around. Because, you know, I mean, if you're one of those people who just cannot abide people who are smoking in your area, you're going to do everything to get the heck away, right? Because that plume, imagine someone vaping in your area. I mean, that's like, you know, that's like, you know, J&L Steel releasing their ore dust. I mean, that's a gigantic plume of smoke. So you want to avoid that? I'm going to stay the heck away. Yeah, but we also have to remember that we're trying to, it's not, see, my concern in this is that we're also terrified to get the virus, that we become horrible people. So we can't do that. We have to, in our head, we should be more concerned about the other people coming toward us on the street than we're concerned about someone else's droplets, right? I mean, well, please tell me that's what our attitude should that. be. Look, I mean, I think every if, if you're like invested in this and say you're like, you know, a single person who has been isolated for the past month, that is a lot of isolation in the bank. 
So the last thing you're going to do is, you know, get up off your couch and skip down the street and you're in close contact. You've already built up X amount of time to protect yourself. So I want to cover that and I want to honor that. Right. Right. So, yeah, you would want to honor that for somebody else. I'm just saying that the more and more we talk about our own desperation, it makes us very narcissistic. Um, I'm not saying I don't think it's narcissistic. I think it's just a matter of life and death. Okay, Okay. So I walk my dog every day. So when I see someone coming towards me and they're walking their dog. I'm not going to stay on the same side no, of the street for various reasons. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there are ways that we can verbally communicate to soften the blow. Of course. So that, yeah. we, do, so that we don't look like jerks while no, we're no. taking our dogs for walks. Right. So everybody that I see, whether they're in a car or they're on the street, especially if they're in a car, someone's coming towards me in a car, I automatically I hold up my hand and wave just right. to make contact. I'm going to- Good. Know, That's Good. As long as we're maintaining humanity in the process of all this, I'm good with it. Yeah, I agree too. But at the same time, you don't want to like bring it back to your wife or your kids or everybody else, right? No. What are the ethics involved? What's the, you want to be polite, but at the same time, you want to be safe. Right. Right. I mean, you want to be safe, but you also, again, your thoughts should be for the other person. We we constantly need to be thinking in that way, but that we're not just looking to preserve ourselves, but we're looking to care for someone who's walking down the street as well. I get that. But, you're, but I think first and foremost, your thoughts should be for your family. Yeah. I, right? I mean, I guess I, it just makes, I'm uncomfortable with it. I'm uncomfortable. When I was in the strip on Saturday, it was, it's, those stores are so small. Maintaining social distance just isn't possible. No, it's not. Um, we're, they're trying the best they can, um, so, but it's not possible. But you have to balance a concern for everyone around you. Of course. Um, with the fact that you also want those businesses to survive. Was everyone around you wearing a mask? Um, no. I would oh. say most people, though. I would say most people were. Most people were. Right. And that's the problem. I mean, not that the mask is the be all and end all, but at least if you have a mask. You feel like you're being responsible if you're wearing it. You're on the same page. Yeah. I I was, I was in, it was shopping now is no fun for anybody. Um, For people who are working in retail and are trying to make it a welcoming atmosphere, God bless you, because it's very noticeable when you walk into a store and someone is trying, an employee of the store is trying to go out of their way and say, we're so glad you're here. We want you to be safe while you're in the store. I mean, it's really, it's really, really wonderful. Now, what about people? What about people who are on the path bus? Now, I haven't not been on a Pat bus. I haven't either. But I can imagine the Pat bus drivers themselves are not exactly, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Social, right? right. They're going about their job. It, that's what makes it so difficult to navigate, John, is because yeah. you want to be social. I mean, not to the point where I need to find another friend by noon. It's just that you want to be a friendly human being and a warm person who right. extends something hopeful in the name of Jesus, whether you say it or not, to someone who's anxious, sad, depressed, or worried or sick, same t- right? But at the same time, if somebody is not you know, open, I just as- ascribe that to someone's incredibly over-the-top fear right. of where we are. Right. So all bets are off. I mean, what's right. in your heart? You can communicate what's in your heart if, you, if you're able to do that, right? socially distance, but at the same time, 
I mean, people are coming at this from all sorts of weird angles. So God bless everybody who's out there in the mix, yeah. just trying to be just trying to be part of life. Okay, let me say one other thing. Being in the strip on Saturday, it was difficult only because of how many glove changes I had to do. I was trying to be very, very careful. I had a mask, and in every store I went in, I wore a different pair of gloves. Yeah, because wow, I thought wow. that was the safest thing to do. So I put on a pair of gloves. I'd go into a store. I'd do really? my shopping there and I'd throw the gloves away when I came out. So I went through wow. five pairs of gloves no, wait, in see, two and a half hours. I would have done the total opposite of that. I probably wouldn't. Uh, if I would have worn a pair of gloves, I'd have just kept the same pair of gloves on. And then when I you know, was all done, took the gloves off. And then when I got into my car, I would have you know, done the white thing. Well, yeah, but I, was, but I was thinking I was trying to preserve if somebody was sick at one store, I didn't want to carry it into another store. Boy, it's so complex. It took so me complex. a long time to get my groceries. I bet it is. No, because the weird thing is, once you start changing gloves, then your hands start to sweat. And then put the second pair, a third pair, a fifth pair of gloves on. They're all sweaty. It's taking you forever to get those gloves on unless you're carrying talcum powder, which, of course, is cancer causing. I've never had sweaty hands. Hmm. I don't think I ever had. I don't. I might never have had sweaty hands in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I didn't have them on Saturday. You don't have sweaty hands? Uh-uh. Really? No. I mean, my hands get, Mike, do your hands get sweaty? All the time. Yeah, really? All the time. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys know. are weird. No. I mean, no, I'd say the opposite. You're weird. Maybe. <laughs> It made okay, it easier with the glove taking on and off. I'll I guess that. so. God bless you. Hey, uh, in a few minutes, we're going to talk about uh, the web. Coronavirus searches lead millions to hear about Jesus. That's next. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. One hundred one point five WORD. At home, at work, or when home is work. We're here with the information, teaching, conversation, music, inspiration, and hope you need right now. Use your smart speaker to connect to Pittsburgh Station, sharing the word that changes the world. Okay. Find us at The Word Pittsburgh, 101.5 WORD. You're about to hear a commercial for a very unique mortgage team that has a very specific advantage that could save your family monthly and lifelong money. Two things you should know. One. We were started by a dad and his son and his wife and his sister-in-law, and we've grown to be a faith-focused mortgage team that's helping families across the U.S. We're faith and family at our core, and we don't hide it. Two, we've still stayed fairly small, on purpose. We're only about a couple dozen people, a makeup that we believe lets us truly know every person that calls. But we also have a big advantage. Our company is a direct lender, which means Our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, a reality that often allows us to get you a better rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Millville Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe system. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40 watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit jdwaterproofing.com. 
There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. I'm talking about a different pandemic, the left's attack on free speech. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, featuring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. And now you can watch No Safe Spaces from the comfort of your home at nosafespaces.com. Watch this film that Hollywood, Netflix, and the left doesn't want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com now. This is Greg Trusinski of the Original Mattress Factory. Our community is facing a lot of uncertainty right now, but we faced hard times before, and we've always come back stronger. The road may be long and the challenge is great, but we will get through this if we work together, one day at a time, making sure that we all do our part. Our Pittsburgh stores are temporarily closed until further notice, but we're grateful for your support, and we look forward to serving you again when we reopen. Be safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you soon. All right, so everyone's home. A lot of people are. And when you're home, I think a lot of people, are, of course, we're on the web and we're reading, listening, all these you know things we're watching. But but what about the power of the web as a tool of evangelism? As people are deeply fearful, people are in turmoil. Well, our next guest, David Roach, is with us. He wrote a cover story in Christianity Today. The headline is "Coronavirus Searches Lead Millions." to hear about Jesus. That is excellent news. David, thanks for being with us today. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm glad to be with you. Thanks for having this discussion. Yeah. Yes, pleasure's ours. Yeah, thank you, David. Talk about what people are searching for right now online. Well, there's a bump in all sorts of internet searches related to spirituality and fear and hope, that kind of thing. In general, there was a University of Copenhagen professor who found that Internet searches for prayer across 75 countries spiked to a high-year, five-year high in March. Really? Yes, and then when you go to a specific Christian outreach organization, Global Media Outreach, which is one of the largest Internet evangelism ministries, they found a 170% increase between mid-March and late-March in clicks on Internet search engine ads about finding hope. And when you go across various organizations that are sharing the gospel online, they are finding that people are taking to the Internet with their fears amid coronavirus. And interestingly to me, they're willing to click on sites that look trustworthy and look inviting that share a Christian message. I see. So, David, I'm really glad that you wrote this article because I think, I think myself and other people you know, have been thinking about this as well, that people will come to Christ because of the virus and the fear, but you took it one step further where you actually did the research, you went out and find the particulars of the numbers and the organizations involved. Talk about that, that first step in the, in the detective work. Where did you go first to sort of, sort of start to rake in through all the different numbers and all the organizations? I went to what seemed to be the big three organizations in this area, Global Media Outreach, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and CREW, which is the American arm of the organization Campus Crusade for Christ. They have a massive online presence, and they've been working at this for years. It's not a new thing, but they really had the wherewithal to know there's a spiritual need that's 
elevated and that they could put out some specific resources. I also wondered if anyone had done academic research on this topic. And you can find Pew Research and Barna Research, but I found a very interesting PhD dissertation by a scholar named Mark Pinnock. He's the pastor of Metro East Baptist Church in Wichita, Kansas, and he had analyzed Uh, the anatomy of an internet conversion experience, so to speak. He studied people that had come to Christ on the website I Am Second and Mm -hmm. uh, found that they all came to the internet with what he called an impassable quandary, like a divorce or a financial crisis or something of that nature. And then 86% of them found a Christian website in an unplanned way, but was a way that was of their own initiative. So they would do a Google search and click on something, or they would have a friend suggest a resource and they would click even though they hadn't planned it. And as I thought about Mark Pinnock's research, it makes sense to me that the coronavirus really fits that profile because almost everybody has an impassable quandary, and so then they go to the Internet with the willingness to click. Right. David Roach is with us. He's a writer based in Nashville. David, talk about the idea of evangelism via Internet. Uh, Now, this is something that we're talking about specific to the coronavirus era, but even prior to that, there had to have been a lot of discussion. Is this the appropriate way to do it? Is it weird? Is it inauthentic? It may feel unusual to someone who's used to sharing their faith face-to-face in a more traditional way, And the unusualness might cause people to feel some initial hesitation. But I spoke with Ed Stetzer, a missiologist at Wheaton College, and he told me that pretty much all missiologists in evangelicalism think that this is a positive development. You really can't find hardly anyone that wants to replace a local church experience with just an Internet experience, and yet... There's widespread agreement among missiologists and pastors and missionaries that Internet evangelism opens up a totally new arena. It was timely in my life to work on this piece because over the last several years, I've really felt a compulsion to try to share my faith more and to be held accountable for that. And I thought, well, now here's coronavirus and we all are confined to home. How am I going to do that? And about that time, I got this story assignment from Christianity Today and realized there are a lot of ways that we can still share our faith uh, over the Internet. And I've noticed quite a bit of testimony sharing, even around Easter. People will film a 30-second, 30, 60-second testimony and tweet it, or they'll put it on Facebook. And they've shared their Christian testimony with everybody that comes across it. I think that's pretty neat. And uh, I've come across some specific evangelists that are doing Uh, some neat internet projects. There's an evangelist named Sammy Tippett, a Southern Baptist evangelist that I had encountered previously, and I knew he was doing some of this, so I reconnected with him. And about four years ago, when he was in his late 60s, he realized the power of internet evangelism to reach people, and he started preaching to villages in India via Skype. And I think the novelty of it helped gather a crowd and ended up having an event where 10,000 Indians gathered and 5,000 of them indicated desire to commit their lives to Christ with Sammy preaching from his office in San Antonio via Skype. And now he has uh, started distributing evangelistic messages via WhatsApp. And next month, he's expecting to have an emphasis where as many as 10 million people could hear the gospel, all of them without gathering in a physical space, 
because you have networks of people that are all distributing Sammy's evangelistic messages via WhatsApp mm. to their own That's networks. Okay. We're talking about coronavirus searches lead millions to hear about Jesus with David Roach. He wrote a, a cover story in Christianity Today. So, David, um, then is it true, a, a breakdown, that younger people, uh, tweens, teens, uh, kids in their you know early 20s to late 20s, they're more apt to do these searches, perhaps more apt to come to Christ just because of the numbers. And, you know, maybe older people in their 50s or 60s, less apt to be on the web or less apt to dig down deep. Um, was there any sort of a, sh- a sifting of numbers as you went about your work? There was some sifting of numbers in that respect, especially from a survey by the American Enterprise Institute. And it, it found that younger Americans are really worried about especially finances related to the coronavirus pandemic. Sure. Uh, for instance, 59% of 30 to 49-year-olds said that they were worried about basic housing costs amid the pandemic. Uh, and then you had 53% of 18 to 29-year-olds. Older Americans were far less worried about that. And you have the combination of worry plus tech savvy, and that seems to make for the Internet being a wide-open mission field for the, that younger demographic. Well, David, it's a fascinating subject. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. I'm grateful that you all are talking yeah. to your listeners about yeah, sharing the gospel It really online. is. It's a super interesting topic I hadn't thought of, especially in these times. John, I mean, you're the one who saw the article first. Did it make you think, wow, these are, this is an unprecedented moment? Well, what I love about it is everyone's saying, you know, this is going to be a world changer. No one knows what's going to happen after, you know, the coronavirus goes away. But to think about technology and especially evangelism, I mean, holy smokes, let's grab onto this and work it for all it's worth. Because, if you know, I mean, people are fearful. People don't know Jesus. People are in sort of turmoil. It's a great way to step forward. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about what's this thing called, John? National Sleepout Night. Yeah. All right. I mean, get outside with your kids. Uh, The weather here in Pittsburgh, not the greatest, but there's nothing like sleeping in a tent with your child. We'll talk about that next. Maybe you can relate to this. A lot of people think they're stuck with their health plan. It costs too much or for whatever reason, they just don't like it. The great news, you are not stuck with it. There is a choice. It's called MediShare and you could save so much. The typical savings for family is 500 bucks a month major difference maker. This is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And just to give you a little more info about MediShare, it's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's worked beautifully for 26 years, has more than 400,000 members, and they've shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So yes, they can help share your needs too. So you're not stuck. There's an excellent alternative, whether you're single or married, you got a family. MediShare is super flexible. You can choose an option that works for you and start saving lots of money. You can join anytime. They're great to talk to. No pressure. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. With all that is going on today regarding the coronavirus, City Mission needs you now more than ever. City Mission has taken precautions to protect its vulnerable resident population. You can help. 
Any donations you believe will help during this time are greatly appreciated to continue to serve both City Mission residents and our community and keep City Mission doors open. For all the details, please visit citymission.org and please join City Mission in prayer to get through these challenging times. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit jdwaterproofing.com. Pandemic, market drops, elections. Don't let the noise and fear distract you. Where do you go for clarity in uncertain times? For experienced advice on planning for retirement, tune in right here Saturday morning at 10 for your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane. Or call Accurate Solutions Group now for help navigating these unprecedented times. 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Coming up on May 7th, the National Day of Prayer, Focus on the Family will have an inspiring broadcast to United in prayer and thanksgiving. Call us now to record your prayer or story of hope sharing how God has strengthened your family, allowed you to share the love of Christ, or touched your life through someone else. Call Focus on the Family now to record your prayer or story of hope. 855-648-4748. 855-648-4748. Or stop by FocusOnTheFamily.com. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, breezy, otherwise mainly clear, low 32, some sunshine tomorrow, followed by clouds, high 47. Wednesday, turning out mostly cloudy with a spotty shower, high 48. Thursday, cloudy, high 47. Friday, cloudy and cold with a little rain. The high Friday, 48. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Hey, uh, if you have a kid who loves the great outdoors, uh, to be honest, there is nothing, and I, speaking as a father who's done this multiple times, there is nothing better than to set up a tent and go camping with your kids. I mean, if there's the campers who are among us, right, you're raising your hand right now, you're nodding your head and go, yeah, man, preach it. I mean, it's the the coolest thing, right? But in these times we're living in right now, a lot of families just can't or won't go out. You just can't go to a park now because they're closed. But this Friday night is a national sleep out night. Mark Hancock is with us. Mark is the CEO of Trail Life. It is a Christian boys adventure program with 830 troops in more than 50 states. Here to talk to us about something that's happening that's really cool. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. It's great to be here. Yeah, our pleasure, Mark. Okay, so this Friday night, you've designated this as a national sleep out night. Fill us in. Well, you know, our troops have figured out a way to meet virtually during this this. Uh kind of hang out at home time and because they want to continue with their badges and the work that they do as a troop. And then they started camping in their backyards and connecting with the troop through cell phones or laptops. And they came to us and said, what if we did this for every family in America? And so April 17th, Friday night, uh, we are having a national backyard camp out. We have almost 2000 families who are registered to sleep in their backyard 
camp out in their backyard, plus our 30,000 trail life members who, who are going uh, camping in their backyard. And some folks are camping, they're making blanket forts in their living room if, if they can't camp outside for one reason or another. So we're just excited about giving, giving kids something to look forward to uh, this weekend, giving families a new way to bond. Nice. Uh, just before we were coming to air, I was telling Calf that when our kids were super little, our kids were Cub Scouts, and then later on they were Boy Scouts. But there was a period where we would regularly camp out on the trampoline. We had a big trampoline in the backyard, which was a lot of fun. I mean, you know, you're the night before you know that you're out, outside, whether you've got a true campfire or not, or whether, you know, it's sort of doing it virtual and having s'mores inside on the stove. I mean, it's just there's something about it, especially for fathers and sons that are those bonds that will create and memories that will last forever. Well, it's fathers and sons, and it's a, it's it's complete families too. You're gonna you gonna remember we're we're in a time right now. It's an odd time that we're in right now, and the memories that we're gonna have from adults are probably involved layoffs and shortages and fear of the unknown. But but what if our kids remember this time? It's a time when the family camped in the backyard. Yeah. Mom and dad took the time to say, you know what? Yeah, everything's weird. <laughs> But, but but we're together as a family, and we're going to do this fun thing or, or set up the blanket fort in the living room, and, and this is what we're going to do because we're, we're a family. We're going to spend this time together. We're going to make something fun out of this. Fabulous. Okay, hey, Mark, take a second. Talk to us about trail life. I think everybody knows Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts, but trail life is based upon that model. However, Jesus is squarely in the middle. Yeah, we are Christ-centered and we are boy-focused, and those are two things that make us very different from Boy Scouts. We actually started about five years ago or six years ago in the wake of some decisions that the Boy Scouts were making, and there was a lot of troops that were associated with churches who just couldn't feel like it didn't feel like they'd go that way. So it was a grassroots movement, but we grew quickly. We have about thirty thousand members in all fifty states, about eight hundred and coming up on thick on 850 uh, churches that we have troops in. So it's everything you would expect. We have handbooks and uniforms and a robust awards program and and camping and hiking and and fishing and patrols and leadership and character, but it is Christ-centered. We are unapologetically Christian, and we also happen to believe that boys and girls are different and that boys need a program that's specifically designed for their strengths as much as girls do. Our sister program is American Heritage Girls. They've been around about 25 years. They're a great program. The Trail Life USA is specifically for boys in a male-centric uh, environment where we're helping boys grow into godly men. Outstanding. Okay, so Mark, looking to, ahead to the weather forecast, it's going to be a little chilly. I mean, spring is late to come to western Pennsylvania for this Friday night. However, that doesn't stop the hardy among us. But if you wanted to stay inside and do it you know, in the living room, that's okay as well. So if people wanted to be part of this Friday night's event with Trail Life to go out and camp, what do they do? Where do they go? Well, you can go to traillifeusa.com and click on events and you'll see National Backyard Camp out there. All kinds of tips for the field. We have 8,000 volunteers in the field and they, they love the outdoors. And so they're providing tips on, on uh, uh, activities to do or equipment that you need or uh, food, you know, how to make the best s'mores outside and number of desserts and things like that for you to, for you nice. to prepare outside. All kinds of information. There's also a map in the United States. You can see our almost 2,000 families that have said, yeah, we're going to be uh, registering to camp outside that night. Those aren't trail life families. Those are other families who are, who are joining us. And we also have uh, on that night, we'll have a, a broadcast across the country. We'll be visiting people all over the country, uh, talking about what's going on in the neighborhoods with families uh, camping outside on, on Friday night. So it's a great website to follow. We also have opportunities for families to upload videos and pictures of their own campsite. Um, so they can share that with grandparents and go, go to the website and they can, they can click on it and see, see, the, uh, uh, see the video of the family uh, camping out in the yard. It's a way for us to draw close together. 
Outstanding. TrailLifeUSA.com. Mark Hancock. Hey, Mark, thanks an awful lot. We really appreciate your work. Thank you, John. God bless you. God bless you. TrailLifeUSA.com. Go camping this Friday night. Kath, uh, my guess is you'll be the first one out there as soon as the show's over. You're going to pitch your tent. I'm a big camper. You know I love it, John. (laughs) I'm just trusting you guys that something good can come out of it. Right. Here's a woman whose hands don't sweat, and she does not want to go out in the great outdoors. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I can be your number one fan! That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorkehe inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit Seb sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. Wow, how the world has changed in just a few short weeks. If there is one thing COVID-19 has taught us is good hygiene. Wash your hands more often and wipe down frequently touched surfaces. Unfortunately, we also face another problem that has been around us since, well, time itself, rodents. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. Rodents usually carry diseases with them we do not want around us. Treating the problem the old-fashioned way with baits and traps only causes the problem to continue. Baits invite rodents in when you really should be trying to keep them out. So how do we keep them out? With plug-in pest-free, an electromagnetic device that utilizes the electrical wiring in your home to set up a no-go zone. Now that's fair dinkum. Look us up today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code Pest 20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Your teeth can't remote into the office or remain socially distant, and dental emergencies won't wait to flatten the curve. The good news? While Stock Family Dentistry remains closed for routine care, they are open for emergencies, going above and beyond the norm to provide a safe, sanitary environment, pre-screening, and seeing only one patient in the office at a time. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. At StockFamilyDentistry.com. So yesterday was Easter, like an Easter none of us have known. No, very, very strange. You know, so there wasn't a, you know, a, a big packed sanctuary or a huge table that had 30 people eating dinner. 
Um, there wasn't an Easter egg hunt in your neighborhood that was anything like conventional. And so it got us to thinking, you know, the three of us talking about our Easter's were so different than normal. We wondered what yours were like. And so we wanted to open up our terrestrial phone lines at 800-320-8255. We'd love to hear from you. What was the most compelling thing about your Easter? Was it something you watched? Was it a conversation you had? Was it something that you, yeah, maybe a church service that you watched? Whatever it was, what made this Easter 2020 so compelling to you? For me, it was more compelling than I think any other Easter I've experienced. We'd love to hear from you. 800-320-8255. Also, if you're watching right now on Facebook, we're live streaming at 101.5 Word FM or the Ride Home with Johnny Kathy. You can put your comment right there and uh, I'll read it as we go along. Very nice. 800-320-8255. What was the most compelling thing about this Easter, yesterday's Easter? Yeah. I think probably for a lot of us, it's an Easter we'll never forget. Kath, uh, an earlier conversation, we asked Selena Zito, what did you do? She said nothing. nothing. But then she did say her parents drove around Western Pennsylvania and visited all the grandkids and great grandkids. So that's not nothing. No, that's big time. Yeah. So can you... Okay. okay. So can you imagine if you're isolated and all of a sudden someone drives up in your driveway, how your heart would, you know, sort of oh, leap at the prospect of at least someone you know and love is going to sit in the car and wave to I you. Oh, I love minutes. that. Yeah. I love that. All right. We you got a caller phones? on the line. Yep. All right. Hello. Hey, thanks for being with us uh, today, Kath and I. Uh, tell us your story about what was the most compelling thing that happened for Easter yesterday. Hi, this is Michelle. Thank you so much. Yeah, Michelle, nice to hear from you. What was yesterday like? Well, yesterday was wonderful. I want to first thank you for your Good Friday message. I started the Easter weekend by taking a walk by myself and listening to you all, and I just really, it was beautiful. The music was beautiful, and the tone, and John, your essay about Good Friday and its meaning was just so lovely. I picked some flowers, and and it just got me right into the pace. Mm -hmm. And then that evening, we watched the Jesus movie, that was from the Sight and Sounds Museum, which was oh, yeah. so beautiful. Um, that got my family. We have a very small family here. It's my husband and my 13-year-old son and me, and it was beyond. We had seen Jonah there live, and we had low expectations about seeing a live production re- sure. you know, being filmed, and it just was fantastic. So that was a true blessing, and that set the tone for a great weekend. Um, and then on Saturday... I saw the flowers wilting that I had picked on Friday, but it kind of got me thinking about some scriptures that were in my recent Bible study, and um, it got me focused on First Peter chapter 1, just seeing yes. them droop. And then that kind of sparked me to share some scripture on Facebook with friends. And I think to the point of your last um, caller, I think this is a great opportunity. I think people are feeling really introspective and i think it's a great time for those of us who really understand the gospel to be sharing it and give people the same peace that we're able to experience in these uncertain times so uh sunday was a great time to share the gospel and i did that on facebook but you asked i think more particularly what happened on sunday that was moving and i think you know seeing my parents through their screen door and visiting them from 10 feet away was definitely unusual But one thing that happened in that visit was they received a call at precisely that time 
that their very beloved neighbor who had moved to D.C. to be near their own two daughters had passed from COVID. And I thought that was so beautiful that God put my son and me in that place at that time when that phone call came through. And then we were able to pray together, even at a distance. And it was just a very tender moment. Um, And I know that God is in the details. Yes. Michelle, thanks for the phone call. Really appreciate it. It sounded like a a really good uh, Easter weekend, a really good one. So Mm -hmm. thanks for that. I mean, you know, I mean, you always think that God puts the, you know, roadblocks in our way or changes things for us and things are going to be backwards or upside down. But look, I mean, that sounds very holy to me. That sounds yeah, very connected. I love it. Yep. I mean, introspective. I mean, I think if anything's introspective during, you know, the Christian walk, it's certainly Good Friday and over the, you know, the Holy Week. So that set the tone very well. I agree. Hey, we have a comment on Facebook from Charlie. He said, we went, for, we went to a drive-in for church on Friday oh. and then watched two different church services on Sunday, had an impromptu dinner at the island in the kitchen. <laughs> That's good. I like it, right? Yeah, Our yeah. phone lines are open at 800-320-8255. We'd love to hear from you about what you found most compelling about Easter 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, a couple things stuck out to me in my day yesterday. Um, the first one is that I was able to connect via FaceTime with people who I intentionally wanted to talk to, yeah. people that we as a family wanted to say hi to, to tell them that we love them, to... and. And other Easter's, I'm very busy because of my work at the church and making dinner for 25 people or however many show up, um, that I just often don't have time to do things that I think are really important. I'm so busy doing all the other stuff. And it was really nice for me to be able to sit down and call somebody and say, you're important, happy Easter, and have a conversation. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point. And I wonder, you know, we always, uh, everyone always talks about, well, whatever holiday, whether it's, you know, Christmas or whatnot, that everyone's so busy and we forget to enjoy the time. Well, now, heck, there's no excuse, right? Because no one's going anywhere. If you're fortunate enough to be home, you're not working in a, a grocery store or whatnot in the public service sector. We did have tons of time. So you could be, mm-hmm. we were very intentional about connecting and praying and just letting the day wash over us. Yeah. You know, I mean, talking to my kids, I, you know, I think I've, I've said this before on the air. We, we've talked about, hey, this is a one, hopefully this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. So what are you going to do that's going to make a difference for yourself, you know, for your life, for your studies, for your walk with God? And for everybody in your your community, your friends, how are they connected? Or, you know, at school, how does that work as well? The intentionality of the moment, I believe, is key, and especially as a person of faith, and especially over this Easter holiday that has just passed. Yeah. John, another thing that had an incredible impact on me was the Andrea Bocelli concert that he performed yesterday in an empty Duomo in Milan. Yeah. Did, did you see it? I did not. I've never seen anything like it. Really? It was so spectacular. I don't, I, I'm, I like, I, I talk for a living. I don't have any vocabulary to talk about what it was like. Mm. It was about a 25 minute concert. It was live on YouTube. Um, it started at one o'clock yesterday afternoon. You can watch it now. So you can go back and look at it, but it was him singing only him in a completely 
empty cathedral, save for himself and his organist. And it was interspersed with footage of all of the main cities in Italy, completely deserted. Uh, There was footage of Paris. There was footage of New York. It was so beautiful. The ending of it, I just, it brought me to tears. It is, it is must see viewing. Mm. You should definitely go on YouTube tonight and avail yourself of this opportunity. It is spectacular. Fabulous. You'll never forget it. Excellent. I don't know. You know, there's so, isn't, there's so much that's going on. I mean, if you wanted to fall into a hole, right. And just watch Netflix or watch prime or Hulu or whatnot. Sure. I mean, you could do that. I mean, and I imagine probably millions of people did exactly that. Right. Um, but it's like eating cake all the time. Right. You know, after a while it doesn't taste good. Yeah. You know, just too much. Yeah. Yeah. So our service, our church service, which, which I loved, what was cool about it is that our, our pastor was intentional or whoever produced our service, they showed families, you know, and so all of a sudden, you know, you're sitting on your couch and you're watching people that you know and love. They pop up on the screen and you think, hey, hey, <laughs> look at them. I love it so much. You know, yeah. you get to see the little kids and little kids read scripture and little kids prayed. I yeah. mean, it, there's just something about it that was so deeply intimate. Yeah. That really made my Easter. It really did. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Here's something else on Facebook, John. And if you want to put your comment in, um, I'd love to hear from you. You can watch us on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Okay. Um, Nancy said, I was out on my porch at 9 a.m. Nice. singing oh. Jesus Christ is Risen. We today. sang. We sang that as well. Did you do did that? Did you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I sang it when my church service came well, on. No, but- we- uh, my, my wife said, let's get out there. And so we, when we brought our hymnal outside and we stood and we sang. Um, oh, that's awesome. I didn't hear anybody else in the, in the neighborhood. Of course, my singing was less than stellar, but I was, you know, I felt connected. I loved it. I you didn't get any, any complaint calls. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, knock it off, please. The yeah. neighbors were like, nice message, but the voice, we're <laughs> yeah. not sure. No, we were, we were sort of, you know softer i believe oh that's really good now i'd love to hear about new york city we talked to tim and kathy keller on friday no on thursday's show um and they talked about the fact that there was a plan at 10 a.m in new york a bunch of different churches were coming together and people were going to go out on their balconies and they were going to sing jesus christ is risen today and do a do a uh, formal liturgy yeah that's cool Uh, my my guess is you know i mean italy sort of led the way with that right early on weeks ago it feels like it's been years ago quite honestly but, but there is power in that. I mean, uh, why not? I mean, I, I am kind of far from my neighbors, but we see them, you know, we wave, we connect. Um, it's just a strange time. It that sure is a strange all, time. Truly. John, how about another thing we did on Easter morning? Well, two things we did. One is we read the Christianity Today article by Tish Harrison Warren. If oh, you haven't seen it, did you post that on our Facebook page, John? You know, I think it is. I'm, I can't. Okay. I, I can't it's be such certain. a terrific article. I highly recommend that. The other thing is how about the Pittsburgh Blessing video? Oh, my gosh. Holy smokes. Was that cool or what? Wasn't okay, it so- wonderful? That was Thursday's show. We had a guest on from Allegheny Center Alliance Church, uh, Alan. I forget Alan's last name. Alan Hanna. Thank you. Okay. So if you've not seen that, which was also cool, that video, uh, it went it's worldwide. It's beautiful. Yeah. I loved it. I love everyone's faces. Mm-hmm. A couple people I knew, I wanted to reach through the screen and give them a kiss. Yeah. It made the national news. It was such, a, it was such a big deal. Absolutely so that's terrific. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We need to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about uh, what made yesterday memorable Easter 2020. That's next on today's ride home. 
Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. We're all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. Hey, listen, there's some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnarounds in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. When you think about sending your kids off to college, do you get nervous about what they'll be learning? Are you concerned that your faith perspective will be attacked or that your child won't be strong enough to withstand the challenge? Check out No Safe Spaces, a documentary that takes you on campus to see what higher education in America is like today. The more info you as a parent have, the better. After all, you're paying for it. You can watch No Safe Spaces on demand. Go to nosafespaces.com to find out how to watch this Dennis Prager film. Nosafespaces.com. This election year, you can vote red or you can vote blue, but yellow is always the right choice. Demand the yellow van when you have water damage and call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage. The man, the yellow van. Service Coming down the home stretch is Liberty Mutual, followed by Customizes Your Car Insurance. But wait, from the back comes So You Only Pay For What You Need. So it's Liberty Mutual, Customizes Your Car Insurance, So You Only Pay For What You Need. And I'm pretty sure this is just an elaborate insurance ad. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Hi, I'm Jim Daly with Focus on the Family. In the current nationwide crisis, while you're at home with your spouse for a few weeks, your attitude and approach can make all the difference. During this time of change, communicate about the important stuff, but try to let the small annoyances go to the wayside. Talk about your expectations as a couple and ways to strengthen your relationship. And finally, balance the workload around the house. Remember, together we're going to get through this. You know, one of the weird things about doing a show from your home is that you know people are walking by my wife went by my son went by and and this is the weirdest thing my wife made a cherry pie for easter and my kid he doesn't want to eat cherry pie fine so what is more, wrong with I have your no kid idea. that's fine but it's whatever okay my other son who's not here he would have happily had it Good. So my wife had a piece of cherry pie i had two so as we're sitting here you know the show's in, and i'm going on i'm thinking when the show's over I'm going to walk downstairs and I'm going to have myself a nice piece of cherry pie. Wait a minute. What about, what about your dinner? What about it? Are you not going to have dinner? Yeah. And I might have a piece of cherry pie before dinner, have dinner and a piece of cherry pie. Seriously. After I could never do that. 
Oh, I like him. If I ate dessert before dinner, I could never eat dinner. It's still early. Kath, you know, generally you and I eat dinner like around 8 or 8.30. I know. Tell me so, about it. I mean, I got plenty of time. Tell me about it. Yeah. All right. Let me tell you about this woman who has experienced a complete career change because of the coronavirus. Are you ready? <laughs> sure. Lucy Pollock. She's uh, hosting a, a baking and cooking show online. Mm-hmm. Um, now she's usually outside the, she's outside the usual parameter for starting a new job. She's 97. Wow. John, 97, Lucy Pollock, her daughter, Mary Ellen Ranieri, has set her up to do cooking and baking lessons online. She's got, John, all sorts of followers. Listen, I'm reading this from today's PG, um, and the article's by David Templeton. It talks about the fact that she is doing, uh, let's see, all, all sorts of Italian stuff, most specifically, nut roll, Italian wedding cookies, Ricotta Italian rice pie. Sounds wonderful. And and cinnamon buns. Oh, my gosh. Wait, so she's reinvented herself at the age of 97 yes. into an internet baking sensation. Yes, here in Pittsburgh. See, there's, there's hope for us all. Isn't hey, that listen, fabulous? We're streaming 101.5 Void FM on Facebook. Go there and like us and be part of our community. Have a great night. See you tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.